And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia, and Happy New Year from all of us at the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, And it's a new year, folks, and the celebrations are going to continue through the weekend. So we've brought in our celebration experts for today's show. Uh, We're going to talk Prosecco's, one of the biggest selling sparkling wines, with uh, local wine agent Carmen D'Onofrio, who I think lives in Vancouver, but I I, uh, loves to live in Italy even more. Uh, also, Ezra Sipes, the CEO and family member at Summerhill Pyramid Winery, joins us to talk about BC sparkling wine and some of their sparkling picks at Summerhill. And uh, Treve Ring, who writes at Gizmania on Wine and is uh, an acknowledged champagne expert, will also join us today to talk champagne picks for New Year's Eve. But coming up next, a chat with Penticton-based Lisa Baxter-Burke on how they pivoted at Front Street Brasserie to better provision the locals. That and more coming up next on our special New Year's Weekend 2021 show here on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey side, Save-On Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries, the largest selection of BC VQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. Barb Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery in the Okanagan. I see world-class wines being grown here. I see the potential for growth in the wine industry, in ecotourism, in everything that the Valley has to offer. And on her winery. It is the best job in the world. I'm in the sunshine all the time. I'm looking out over the lake. There's the birds. There's the crew. Poplar Grove. Available at private fine wine stores. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Ring out the old and ring in the new with help from the restaurant at Watermark. They're offering up a New Year's Eve four-course dinner menu that will get 2021 started off in a delicious way. Featuring super salad, appetizer, entree, and dessert, all for just $59 per person. Tax and gratuity not included. Plus, for your convenience and safety, this glorious feast will be available for dine-in or takeout. Reservations are required. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. 
Our next guest has been on the show before, Lisa Baxter-Burke and her husband, Chef John Burke. Uh, we're running a restaurant in Penticton, one of my favorite restaurants, uh, called the Front Street Brasserie. And they've made a huge pivot uh, because of the pandemic, and it looks like it's going to be a big success. Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be back. Nice to talk to you both. And uh, number one. Number in one. Penticton, number one <laughs> restaurant in Penticton. Amazing. Oh. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. You know, we are so grateful to all of our uh, guests who have taken the time to um, say nice things about us in social media and on TripAdvisor and on Google. Um, it's, it's just such a thrill every time we see um, our customers say nice things. So we really do appreciate that. Not to mention how much fun Lisa Baxter-Burke is. <laughs> I try. I try. It's really easy when you're working at a great place with great people and you have so many amazing people that come in and enjoy uh, what we do every day, for sure. And not many people get to go out on the top, but you've sort of done that. (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. uh, Tell us about the new incarnation. Yeah, so what we've done is we've sort of pivoted to um, a new... um, a new name, a new business, a new business model. So we have come uh, Brasserie Provisions. So what uh, Brasserie Provisions is, is basically an online store where you can buy all of uh, your essentials for the everyday gourmet. You can buy amazing um, provisions on the site. Um, But our main part of our business is um, our home meal deliveries. So we do twice a week heat and eat um, delivery service. So John comes up with a brand new menu every for every Tuesday and every Friday um, and we deliver to your door uh, along with cooking instructions as to how to reheat his amazing food and um, that's been the bulk of our business since the pandemic started. And what's on your menu New Year's Eve? Oh, for New Year's Eve, we have an amazing three-course dinner. So John is cooking a warm BC crab dip with chipotle and cilantro uh, in a beautiful cream cheese mascarpone base um, with our house-made Paris toasts. The entree is a throwback. We're going um, ocean-wise shrimp scampi um, with a beautiful butter sauce and um, Turkish loaf from uh, Cobb's Bakery here in town, uh, served with a fennel and celery and uh, orange salad. And for dessert is an amazing chocolate torte with um, our house-made butterscotch sauce. Oh, man, you're killing me. You're killing uh, me. Me too. <laughs> I want to dig in right now. Well, you know okay, what? You're... Send me a video of that because I understand that John's doing videos of the food preparation. He is. Anytime we have something that's a little bit complicated to do, um, we do a little video series. Basically, it's like a mini cooking show. So uh, we've done duck confit in the past, which, of course, was one of our signature dishes at the brasserie. So we wanted people to be able to experience that at home. So it is a little bit more complicated than just putting something in the oven and waiting for it to reheat. So we did a video series um, with him showing people exactly what to do with the duck confit, what kind of pan you need, what kind of utensils you need, um, where to put the uh, pan in the oven, what it should look like, what it should sound like, so people really were um, able to have that brasserie experience at home. Even Tony could do that. Right. That's even, exactly what we were thinking even of Tony, Tony we were doing could it. do that. Yeah, even <laughs> Tony could do that. Lisa, you're, uh, you're always uh, well-known for your wine selection, so I'm thinking about the champagne dinner. You're, you're mm. suggesting uh, Piper Heidsick Brut. We uh, sure are, yes. To match it now, uh, and I love that. And if you had to pick, if you, if you wanted to do two and have something from the Okanagan up against it, what would be your pick to go to, to try champagne versus what from the Okanagan, do you think? 
You know, I always enjoy the Sipes Brut, always delicious with um, any sort of um, seafood preparation for sure. Um, yeah. The bubbly from um, sumac, super delicious, um, really an unbelievable little um, bubble. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's, there's just so many good ones to choose from, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would really say any nice, dry, Chardonnay-based bubble from the Okanagan is going to knock your socks off. Yeah, I'm a bit crazy about the Kitsch Blanc de Blanc now. Oh. I really like that. And Lightning Rock, too. Over oh, the they're sh- oh, Lightning Rock is showing so beautifully. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'm on the provisions. Uh, by the way, yes. we're speaking with uh, Lisa Baxter-Burke and her husband, Chef John Burke, who cooks the food. Uh, we're on uh, BrasserieProvisions.com, and I'm looking at the products from a to z you have quite a lineup uh, so people can order individual products you also have let's talk about the gift certificates perfect for this time of the year how does that work Absolutely. So you can just go online, order gift certificates, and we will either pop them in the mail with a card to your end recipient, or we'll deliver them um, the next day to your home, and you can uh, deliver them to uh, the recipient yourself. Well, Lisa, I, I'm just staring at this Brasserie Putanesca pasta sauce, Casey. Uh, it's a whole tub of it. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I don't know if you need my address or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but but let's talk a bit about your uh, your gift boxes too because the the price is crazy and uh, what would I find in some of these gift boxes? Oh, thank you. Yeah, they've been very popular over the holiday season for sure. So our platinum gift box has been a great corporate gift here. Um, includes two bottles of wine, a bubbly and a red or a white, um, beautiful shortbreads, um, unbelievable uh, pasta that we get from a fabulous supplier um, out of Italy. Um, we have three different kinds of jams and jellies. Um, we have some beautiful um, uh, extra virgin olive oil, we have a lemon oil, and we have um, some beautiful balsamics in there as well. So it's a really, wow. uh, it, it covers everything that you're going to need for your for your pantry essentials. And of course, there's some delicious wine in there for you to enjoy as well. And I love the basket. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah they're really pretty. They are very different. Thank you. Yeah, we wanted to, you know what, we wanted something that would uh, be able to be useful in your home as well after you take all the goodies out. Yes. Well, uh, Lisa, I'm, I'm I'm not surprised that you're successful at all, but I I I just love the way that you've managed to turn this around and and get this going, and uh, it just it looks it looks so right for the valley and so classy. I I think you're onto something big here. You you, you better get some more help. <laughs> I think we need a few more people. John Oops. could certainly use a few more hands in the kitchen. I'll tell you that right now. Are are you are you delivering on your bicycle around town, or what what, what are you doing? How are you doing that? You know we. Uh, we've transformed my vehicle into a delivery vehicle. So um, when you order your food and you click delivery on the website, you get to see my smiling face. Well, you're going to assume that it's smiling because I'm wearing a mask, of course. But um, uh, my smiling face ringing your, your doorbell with your delicious food. Wow. So yeah. uh, you, you say people should join your customer list. Uh, how, they email uh, connect at brasseryprovisions.com. Do you send them out something now or? That's right. So what we do is we just sort of give people the heads up as to when um, the meals are available for ordering on the website. So they get a couple of emails a week just saying, go ahead and order now. Um, But then we also put together a newsletter with what's new, what's happening, um, new things that are going on, like our New Year's Eve menu. Uh, We'll put something out shortly for Valentine's Day. So we just want to keep people in the loop so that they don't miss out on anything great. 
and uh, everything's limited, folks. So just because you get a notice that it's coming up doesn't mean they're making 10,000 of them. You really have to actually order them before they sell out, I think. That's right. We're still, you know, very boutique in what we do. Our kitchen hasn't gotten, um, you know, 10 times larger just because we had a pandemic. In fact, it's still pretty tiny back there. So um, everything we do is handmade, hand-created, and uh, our supplies definitely are limited, you bet. We have nothing like this in Vancouver. I, no. I I want to move up there. I loved. <laughs> I've always loved your restaurant, yeah. and and this is just a real bonus. Oh, thank you. We're really excited about uh, being able to offer this for sure. So great, Lisa. Thanks so much. Uh, please say hello to Chef John uh, for us, and uh, I we hope that will. we hope you get some time off, a few days off of, after the holidays, and uh, you know, so you can refreshing a bit get some energy and go back at it i hope it's going to be a much better year next year looks like it is from thank you so much we hope so too and we hope everyone uh, stays safe super lisa baxter burke uh, her husband chef john burke they're running brasserie provisions in downtown penticton check it out online at brasserieprovisions.com you're going to love what you see there we're going to take a quick break. Plenty more coming up on the show. We're going to be joined by Treve Ring. She is a master uh, classer in champagne. We're going to talk to her about uh, how to celebrate the New Year's with champagne. That's next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. It's that time of year again. Cullman of Family Estate Winery sends you greetings for a happy and hearty Merry Christmas. Thanks to everyone for their support this past year with a wish for a safe and happy holiday. The winery will be closed from December 21st through January 4th, so please visit culmina.ca to place any orders online during that time. The Cullmana team look forward to welcoming everyone back after the holidays. All the best from Cullmana Family Estate Winery. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of Remax Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. The Modest Butcher Restaurant at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna is ready for the joy and confusion that this upside-down holiday season is sure to bring. They've got your takeout covered for every occasion with a brand-new menu featuring your favorite modest dishes from 2020. They've even added some brand-new items designed for the nights when you just want to stuff your face with pizza and wings. For all you need to know on ordering, check out modestbutcher.com. The bear, the fish, the root, and the berry at Spirit Ridge is offering up some good times. Like afternoon happy hours, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m., with special pricing on platters for two and local wines and draft. Brunch anyone? Enjoyed every Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 3.30. You can even take the good times home with family meals for four prepared weekly to go. From a complete turkey dinner to lasagna and roast beef dishes. For details, including reservations and menus, visit bearfishrootberry.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Our next guest is uh, Treve Ring. She's a writer, editor, judge, consultant, educator, and certified sommelier uh, based on Vancouver Island, but who travels globally. And uh, fair warning, she works at Gismondi Online too, where she writes a lot about sparkling wine, in particular her big love champagne. Treve, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. Thank you for having me on. How are you guys? We're uh, good, and we're a we're lot warmer good. than you are in Toronto. <laughs> it's pretty frigid here today, that's for sure. Oh well, a little bit of snow gets you in the gets you in the mood, I think. Uh, but with New Year's just around the corner, we thought we'd talk about champagne. I'm sort of in this mold this year that if if uh, if we're uh, home with smaller groups or we're just with our within our bubble, maybe we could spend a little more money and uh, you know go for a champagne on New Year's Eve. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about that. Let's start first with, with champagne. What is champagne and why, why is it such a big deal versus any other sparkling wine? Yeah, absolutely. So champagne is from one tiny little area in France. It's only 34,000 hectares or so. And the only champagne in the entire universe is made in this one little region in the north of France. Mm-hmm. Anything else, no matter if it's the same grapes, the same production method, anywhere in France, outside of that region, anywhere around the world, it is not champagne. So first off, champagne is, yes, now a brand in itself, but it is most, first and foremost, it's a place. Well, yeah. I was just so excited about this segment because when we went into <laughs> lockdown, I drank every bottle of champagne that I had in my wine climatizer. I just had well saved done. it for so well long, done. and I just thought, no, that's it. Who knows what's going to happen? So I sure Absolutely. want some, you know, tips and, and um, you know, what you might recommend for the holidays. Well, for champagne in, in particular, with, you know, speaking of COVID in this year, there's no single category of wine that's been more dramatically impacted um, by COVID than champagne. Because people, you know, like you said, aren't really thinking about celebrating um, by and large and people's budgets are, you know, shortened. So Champagne uh, as a region is down more than a 25% this year. And for Champagne, that equates to a couple billion dollars. Wow. Two billion U.S. dollars that they've, they've lost. So um, if any region needs our support um, this year, particularly at Champagne, uh, especially the growers, the small, the small houses. Yes. Well, the thing about champagne is that there's there's so there's so many different uh, types or styles. So not so many, mm-hmm. but there is a variety. Maybe you could just quickly walk us through when we go into a store what what we're faced with in a store and how we can quickly understand some of those uh, categories. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you go into stores anywhere around the world, most of the wines you're going to see are coming from you know, the big houses, the, the very successful houses. I think the 10 largest houses in Champagne equate for more than 50% of all of the sales of Champagne yeah. um, around the world. So, so this I mean, is they, like they Moet? Yeah, yeah this is like... absolutely. All the names you recognize, Moet, Tappenjay, all of the um, wines in the LVMH label. Um, the, most of the vineyards in Champagne are owned by growers. They, um, you know, just small itty bitty growers, but definitely the big houses, um, they sell up to, you know, 75, 80% of global volume. So even though they don't 
own any vineyards, they buy a lot. So very important, the the big houses. Um, when you go yeah. into stores here, the most... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, and, and just a little bit about the uh, how they're labeled. Like there's non-vintage champagne, there's vintage champagne. Absolutely. So what, what, yeah. what, how so do we work our common, way through that? Yeah, the most common um, style of champagne is non-vintage. Champagne is a blending product. It comes from different grapes, you know, mostly um, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier are the big three. It comes from mm-hmm. different regions, different vineyards all around the region. And it typically comes from different years. So um, in Canada, 75% of the champagne sold is non-vintage champagne. That means it's a blend of different years um, to achieve a consistent house style. So when you're a big house um, or even a small house, you have a style that your house is known for. And your non-vintage champagne, that's your calling card. It's the most important champagne of any house because this, you're, this is how you're saying, this is what I do. This is my style of champagne. This represents the house. So you want yeah. it to be consistent year, year over year. So that's why non-vintage champagnes are a blend of many years to achieve that consistency. You can also then, have vintage champagne, yeah, um, which is uh, not produced every year by every house, but it's when you just take all of the grapes from one year and you're showing like a thumbprint or a signature of, of that one year. So that's a, that's a smaller category, and those um, wines are typically more expensive, um, but they're just, a, like I say, a fingerprint of a year capturing yeah. a vintage. And then, and then there's Casey's category, the luxury champagnes. The, <laughs> I wish. The big, the big boys or the big big women, uh, which are sort of set on their own, but kind of fun. You always, a lot of people probably never had a bottle of Dom Perignon or, or Cristal, or, but would like to. And I always wonder, well, why don't you do it? Uh, you know, yeah, it's cheaper it's than going out for dinner. Well, yeah, I say, you know, buy a Magnum and have two people over. I like how you think, or just for yourself, but I like how you think, Casey, yeah. <laughs> because well, really with champagne and bubbles, having the magnum size they've shown is the most, um, the champagne presents best when it's in a magnum, which is two bottle sizes, right? A hundred and fifteen hundred milliliters. Yes. Yeah. Um, the pressure of the bottle, the amount of bubbles in the bottle, um, science is shown, and I would have liked to be part of this tasting panel, but the, the magnum is the ideal size for champagne. Yeah. Treve, when you're when you're serving champagne at home, there's all, there's this big controversy about glasses. What can you tell us? How what what should we be doing now, or what can we do so we look like we know what's going on? Well, if you want to be you know hip and um, look like you know what you're going on, you're not going to serve your champagne in flutes. So flutes, you know, obviously as the name suggests, tall, skinny little things. Yeah. Um, they, they look very pretty, and the bubbles stream up, and it looks very pretty. But flutes have a very small opening, so it's really hard to stick your nose in there. And champagne, like any wine, benefits from having some air um, so you can release the aromas and smell what's going on. And there's no way you can stick your your nose in that that flute. And the amount of bubbles streaming up is probably going to fry out your your nose anyway. I always suggest uh, serving uh, champagne in a white wine glass. Uh-huh. Um, so you can have a little bit of a, you know, there's a bit of a bowl there, so you can give it a swirl. You can really appreciate, you know, all the different aromas and, and textures. Um, and that's how I like to serve champagne. And how should we chill champagne? Well, if, if you want to have it quickly, of course, you can 
pop it in the freezer for a very limited amount of time. Do not forget about that bottle. No. But what don't. I like to do is a um, bucket of ice um, with some water in there as well, um, ice water. Put the bottle in, and I find that the, uh, the quickest way to go. If you don't care about the label, like if the label gets a little bit wet that way, whatever. But if you're just having it at home, um, that's the quickest way to go. And don't chill gla- and course, the glasses. Do not chill the glasses. No, I think we'll save that for martinis and um, other cocktails. Or if you know okay. if you're outside or in BC in the winter, just stick the bottle outside. Yes. <laughs> it'll be chilled pretty quick. Okay, Treve. A couple of quick questions. I don't know if you can answer these off the top of your head, but what would be your value picked for the holidays? Uh, if we were talking to people across BC, what 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 champagne do you think is the best value at the moment? Sure, absolutely. Um, value pick. I would think, and again, I like to try and support the the grower champagne, the smaller yep. houses this year uh, in particular. Um, Pierre Payard is a fantastic grower champagne um, or producer. There are two brothers. There, I think many generations in and they're based in the village of Bouzy and they make um, a non-vintage champagne called Les Parcelles and it's about the same as any of the big houses about 60-65 and it's widely available in British Columbia um, so I would look for Pierre Payard. Uh, yep. By the way it's on it's on sale for sixty three ninety nine. so very good on well, that. Well look at that yeah. look at that what a surprise. Fantastic. Um, for the bigger houses I mean of course, you can't go wrong with Tap and Jay. They're such a classic, classic wine, crisp and clean and, and bright. Um, again, around the same amount of price. Um, what about a Blanc try, de Blanc? Yeah, absolutely. If you um, Blanc de Blanc is typically a little bit more expensive, just because Chardonnay grapes go for more money um, than the red grapes. Um, they're grown on very prized chalky soils as opposed to some of the other soils that the red grapes grow on. So if you're looking for a Blanc de Blanc, which is 100% Chardonnay, um, you might end up spending $5, $10 more. Yep. But there's a grower that's available in our market called um, Pierre Gimonet. And again, seventh generation grower. Didier Gimonet is at the, ha- at the helm of the house now. That's about $70 for his premier cru. And it's from a one little village called Cui. And it's excellent. Fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, those are some sort of more value uh, bottles to look for. And what about uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna splurge on a bottle? What's your favorite? You know, I think you don't need to spend like so much more to even splurge. Like the Bollinger Rosé is about Uh I think one twenty, one thirty in our market. Yep. I mean, Bollinger, it's got a, such a great name, such a great style. Um, they're known for their use of Pinot Noir. They're known for the use of using a lot of reserve wines in their non-vintage blends. They ferment in oak. It's a bigger, powerful style, but always so incredibly elegant. Mm. So you don't have to spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a big baller champagne. Um, if you just want to try the next level up, I, I always recommend Bali. And Treve. Tony, before we let you go, Tree, Tony's painting his living room this year, and I want to tell him that the color <laughs> trend for 2021 is champagne color. It's called Set Sail Champagne. I, I did see that. I think I might have to paint one of my rooms the same color. <laughs> uh, 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 I think I think the ceiling in my living room is already painted in champagne. <laughs> years of, uh, 
years of opening bottles. Treve, uh, great to catch up with you. Thanks for your uh, your expertise today, and uh, we hope you have a great uh, holiday season with your family and uh, you stay safe in your bubble. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. I'll have bubbles in my bubble. Thank you. Great. Super. Thanks so much. That's uh, Treve Ring, uh, who reports regularly uh, at uh, Gizmonium Wine on Champagne and travels extensively across the region. We'll take a quick break. Plenty more coming up on the show. Next up, Ezra Seip joins us. He's the CEO at Summerhill. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey side, Save On Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BCVQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of Remax Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. Tony and Barb Holler, owners of Poplar Grove Winery on farming in the Okanagan. The thing we've probably learned most is that the weather is never the same from year to year. And you have to adjust your farming practice according to the weather God gives you. It's just the way it is. Patience to wait for your grapes to mature and nothing is on a schedule. If your grapes need to develop their tannins and their sugars, you have to have the courage to wait. Enjoy the results. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, we're all in holiday season around here, and uh, holiday season usually means uh, sparkling wine, although we try to get people to drink it all year round, and I'm sure our next guest does too. Ezra Sipes is the CEO of Summerhill Pyramid Vineyards and really one of the pioneer producers of sparkling wine in British Columbia. Ezra, how are you? Doing awesome, Tony. Happy Christmas. Do- 
Yeah, you too, and to your family. Uh, we want to talk about sparkling wine. We thought you'd be a great guy to talk about it, maybe to go back historically and, and how things started here. I mean, we all, the geeks sort of tell the story that we have high acidity in BC and we should be able to make sparkling wine, but we weren't doing it right away. How did it uh, come about? Well, we started right away because we got the enthusiasm, but it kind of takes a while to make a movement, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not... It's not just high acidity. That's the trick. It's also, the trick is to get phenolic ripeness and real flavor in the grapes mm-hmm. and high acidity at the same time. Yeah. That's kind of the, ma- the magic formula that you can only do really exceedingly well in a, a small handful of places yeah. around the world. You know, and, and in a cool really climate. Need, you need a cool climate. You need the extremes. That's why it's in Champagne in, in southern England. Uh, in Canada, and then on on the other hemisphere, it's down in Tasmania and yeah. South Africa. You know, it's it's the real extremes of the of the wine growing uh, hemispheres is where yeah. is where you make I guess, sparkling wine. And yeah, where where we could say where the biggest risks are too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a I, we 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 really love sparkling wine um, at my home, and it's something that Summerhill's always done because. I mean, you go back to the late 80s when my family moved here. We, we moved here to be farmers, hey? We did, there was no modern wine industry when we moved here in 1986. From New right? York. That's, from New York. But that's when the enthusiasm was happening. That's when the NAFTA negotiations was happening and when people were figuring out that, oh, maybe we can grow something that can compete on quality here. And when consultants were coming through, and it was, um, it was one of those consultants that really put the bug in my, in my parents' Uh, and really got them passionate about the potential to make sparkling wine. That was their original yeah. inspiration. That's why they and got was, into the game. Yeah, and it was kind of cool because the winery, Summerhill Pyramid Vineyards, uh, the winery, that was the name. But the the sparkling wine, the first one, I, I believe, was Sipes Brut, uh, or yeah. at least the one that uh, started you know, it all. It, 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 it was from very early on, but the very first draft, the first wines we ever made, my dad brought with him back to New York. And and they said Summerhill, Summerhill. What's Summerhill? He said, Well, it's the name of my farm. And they said, What's your name? He said, uh-huh. are, They said, Are you proud of the wine you make? He said, I am. And said, Then put your name on it. That's, oh, that's, that's interesting. How we know that's how classic, we know it's for real. Classic yes. New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. Love that. So that's that's how Sipes Brut was born. And and the the consultant that really got us excited was also an American. It was Jack Davies from Schramsberg Winery. Yeah. And that wine was famous too. Americans, because that was the sparkling wine that supplanted champagne in the White House. Was the, the American sparkling wine? It served was, in the White House. And, and Jack was yeah, revered in Napa Valley. Yeah, he was a great guy, and he came up here. He stayed at the estate house at Summerhill, and he said, "What you're, you'd be?" He told my parents they'd be wasting their time making table wine because they have unique conditions in the world to make brilliant sparkling wines. And actually, the first wine we made was a collaboration with Jack Davies and his winemaker at the time, Alan Tencher. And wow. we called it Sipe oh, wow. Schramsberg Cuvée. It was, it was labeled as Sipe really? Schramsberg. Yeah, Alan 1991. Tencher. I haven't heard that name in ages, Alan Tencher. I know him too. That's very cool. Uh, that's yeah. the kind of stories we love to tell on this show. Uh, so Sipe's Brut's gone on. I mean, it's had a long history now. Uh, what, what's the, but the program has expanded. Let's talk about what people might find this holiday season around from uh, from the winery. Sure. Well, well, Sipe's Brut is our, our classic, and it's our flagship. It's made in the traditional method, and it's organic, but it's really actually unique. It's something that, um, you know, it doesn't taste like any 
other wine from anywhere else in the world. It's based on the Riesling that was growing at Summerhill Vineyard when we mm-hmm. got here, which was one of those pioneering uh, late 70s plantings. And it, over the years, it evolved to also have Chardonnay and Pinot Blanc in the blend, which you know adds nice creaminess and, and texture to the wine. Um, and it is finished at a brute level, but you know people love it because it's more aromatic than than champagne yeah. typically is. Yeah. It's fruitier. It's not overly sweet, but it's fruit, no. and that's a yes. really nice thing. You know, it's immediately appealing. Yes, I then, totally agree with that. Yeah, and then I, I sent you guys a couple samples to, to taste while we talked. Did you get the Brut Nature? Yes, it's so, really an interesting wine. It's pretty cool because, you know, Riesling is naturally super high acid. And and the, the, the cuvee that we make, the base wine, before we dosage it, and I know some people listening will know those terms and some people won't, but uh, basically sparkling wine, you ferment bone dry and you add a dosage to, to harmonize it and to balance it uh, as the last step and sometimes to freshen it or add another layer to the, to the flavor of it. Uh, yep. But Brut, the, the Brut Cuvée is really serious and really searing. It's Riesling, the pH is very low, the acid is very high, and it's typically a very searing Cuvée that you need to add a, a dosage to to balance. But we had one uh, batch, you'd call it, because it's a non-vintage, but it, would actually, it actually was a 2016 vintage of Cypress Brut that was just tasted brilliant without any, uh, without any dosage in it. And yeah. we really wanted to just share that purity uh, and, and and release a bone-dry version. So it doesn't happen uh, commonly. Like, usually the cuvee is just too searing to release on its own. But there was something about this vintage, the way it presented, that uh, really stood out, and we really wanted to share it. Yeah. So there's only, I think, 200, 300 cases of it. Uh, and that that's on the market this holiday. So that'll be here and gone. That's Sipes Brut Nature. Yeah, and it's a great price too, thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it's 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 a great price. I mean, it's really something that um, the Sipes Brut is for everyone. Everyone is going to enjoy it and love it. The Brut Nature is dry and high acid, and some people are going to really appreciate it. And yeah, the the wine wankers will the really wine appreciate wankers it. Will like that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it'll be great does. with. Yeah, it'll be great with food, though. Those wines always are a little bit of food just to to uh, counterbalance that uh, the freshness and the, the the starkness of those wines. It's a great combination. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well, it just it also just lights you up. It just wakes you up when you. It's like zing, you know. Yeah, maybe you can fit the vineyard into the Sipes Aerial chat because we we were, were going to run out of time here. But I really want to oh, talk sure. about this wine because it's such well, an interesting wine. Yeah. I do too. The Sipes Ariel is actually the the direct descendant of the Sipes Schramsberg Cuvée. Sipes Schramsberg Cuvée was from the same vineyards mm-hmm. from the 1991 vintage. The Sipes Ariel that we have on the market now is a 2000 vintage. It's a 20 year old wine. Wow. And uh, yeah, and you know what? That this is the vineyard speaking. This is what I'm talking about. You have the the acidity and you have the the freshness that will last for all that time. Um, and you still taste the vibrant primary fruit in this cuvee, but with mm-hmm. all that time in the bottle, you get this rich, mature, you know, golden-colored wine. Nutty. Just uh, yeah. brilliant. It tastes. A, it tastes like ninety-five points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wilson, you're such a point giver. Uh, 
What I like about it, you know, that there's an old English expression, Guon Glaze, which the, the, there's, there's kind of two markets. People who love to drink their champagne old and others who love to drink it young. And that the older, the ones that have been cellared for 10, 15, 20 years, which may sound really weird to young people, but it is possible, especially with wines like this that go in with a lot of uh, acidity up front. Uh, they they take on this goo on glaze, this patina of uh, slightly oxidative, slightly nutty, uh, hazelnut. I don't know. It's just such a, a fantastic conglomeration that you can smell it for half an hour before you even taste it. That's uh, the way I look I at agree. it. I agree. Well, you know what? It it's not just the acid. It's also actually the, the bubbles themselves. Yeah. Carbon dioxide is a preservative. Yep. And, and the yeast inside inside the bottle it ages with all that time it you know helps to act as a preservative so yeah it really gives you something that few other wines can deliver i mean you taste mm. you taste its history you know you you taste mm. that time it's magical ezra you sound uh, you you of all people in the okanagan sound the most at peace with what you're doing every day i think you've really found nirvana there at summerhill pyramid vineyards uh uh, this whole business of going uh, biodynamic, uh, leading that charge, and uh, li- living off the land—I I, I, just—I admire you so much for doing all that and leading the way. Oh, thanks, Tony. It, it is the way. Yeah, the it way is the way. Describe it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, we wish you and your family a, a fantastic holiday season. I hope you get a few days off. Uh, and maybe we get rid of this uh, COVID next year and uh, at some point and get on with, a, if not uh, a normal life, a new normal anyways. Well, let me let me just wish everybody out there a happy Christmas, and I hope you drink, drink good wine this holiday, and I hope you're safe and healthy with your friends and family. Yeah. Thank you Thanks so much. So much. Thanks, yeah. Ezra. Thank you so Ezra's much. Ezra Sipes, we've been, we've been talking about the Sipes Brut, the Sipes Brut Nature, and the Sipes Ariel 2000. You're going to find those in a mix of... Uh, of uh, BCLDB stores, uh, select private wine shops, and, of course, direct from the winery. We have to take a quick break, but we're going to continue on uh, talking about sparkling wine. Uh, to uh, We're going to talk about one of the biggest rages in the sparkling wine business, Prosecco. That's up next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. It's been a long year. You need a little therapy vineyard in your life. Book your stay at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain. Sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It is the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. Plus, BC Food & Wine radio listeners can save on their stay year-round at Therapy Vineyards. Just enter the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. The Modest Butcher Restaurant at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna is ready for the joy and confusion that this upside-down holiday season is sure to bring. They've got your takeout covered for every occasion with a brand-new menu featuring your favorite modest dishes from 2020. They've even added some brand-new items designed for the nights when you just want to stuff your face with pizza and wings. For all you need to know on ordering, check out modestbutcher.com. 
GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondi on Wine. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey side, Save on Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries, the largest selection of BC VQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we are in the Christmas mood here. Uh, I, I won't say we're drinking in the studio, but we're sure thinking a lot about it, especially sparkling wine. The uh, the big day for sparkling wine, New Year's. So we wanted to talk about one of the uh, categories of sparkling wine that's had a fantastic run, I would say, over the last five years, uh, Prosecco. Uh, and when, there was no one better to talk about that than Carmen D'Onofrio. He's a managing partner at Style Brands. He's selling hundreds of Italian wines and a lot of Prosecco. Carmen, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm really well. When I was g- getting into the wine business, Prosecco was made from Prosecco. It's not anymore. Where, where do we start? Oh, it, it can be confusing, but Prosecco was made from Glera grape. So what what happened was the Italian government uh, protected the term uh, Prosecco, and um, there's actually a town in northern Veneto called Prosecco, and uh-huh. from there, uh, within a you know radius that encompasses most of Veneto and parts of Fruli, um, Prosecco is born in. And the grape that makes Prosecco is called Glera. Yeah. So we don't really talk about Glera at all other than it's in the wine. But Prosecco, let's start with Prosecco. Is it, why, it's so different. It's not champagne. It's not a It's not a method champenoise or even the kind of wine we make in B.C. mostly uh, from the champagne method. What is it? It's, uh, it's a Charmat method. So... Um, it's it's um, the best way to describe prosecco, in my opinion, is it's fun. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> there it's you go. And, and yeah. you know, the, it's a simple it's a simple word, and I, I think it's important that we kind of uh, appreciate the word. You know, fun is is it's important for life. Yeah, it, and, and, and it has. That, I think that's the success. Yeah, and it's obviously it has less pressure in the bottle. It's a softer uh, sparkling wine when you drink it. It's not it's not so aggressive on the palate, and I think that's part of the fun of drinking it is that it doesn't you know it doesn't take a lot of hard work to drink it. 
No, it doesn't take a lot of hard work, and you always seem to have a second and third glass, which is <laughs> fantastic. And it makes for, you know, a wonderful dinner party or, or event or, or yeah. you know, even a casual evening. And, and besides the, the drinkability of, of, of Prosecco, it's, um, it's extremely versatile. The versatility is amazing. You know, you can have it um, uh, any day of the week, and you can have it with, with appetizers. You can have it with, uh, with a meal, without a meal. You can have it with friends. You can have it by yourself. It's extremely versatile, and, and I think that's also one of the keys to success and of the product. Carmen, I want to tell you that that was my COVID um, drink. Like when COVID, I drank all the sparkling wine, all the Prosecco in my climatizer, Tony. Oh. <laughs> my wine climatizer. And you know what I love about Prosecco is that it really got people into sparkling wine that never you know, never drank too much of it, never, you know, well, kind of people look at champagne as being expensive and just for holidays, but now I love it. If you invite people over, they bring, you know, a bottle or two of Prosecco. It's fantastic. Yeah, you're a smart lady, uh, Casey. That's uh, that's exactly right. I mean, Prosecco also, it, um, it, it allowed a younger consumer into the sparkling wine category as well. It it, 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 it it wasn't intimidating. It wasn't uh, overpriced. It wasn't uh, something that would break the bank for a lot of people. It also wasn't something that, you know, their their fathers and mothers and grandparents were drinking at the time. It was something yeah. new. Yes. And, 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 that, and that says a lot. So uh, it was something that they discovered. And often uh, it's not packaged like any other sparkling wine. It's kind of cool. I know that you, let's talk a bit about Anna Spinato and Bottega. You have two incredible names just for the packaging alone, which I'm not yeah. allowed to talk about because I'm a wine critic. But in fact, okay. we know we know that people are influenced by packaging. The Anna Spinato is, a, it's kind of, how would you describe it as a wrapped bottle? It's yeah. so beautiful. So, so, yeah, so it's a wrapped bottle. It's, uh, it's a, a standard bottle or a bottle, but they've got a sleeve package. Uh, around it which it's dual purpose one is it protects the the product inside because prosecco could be could be delicate and it, it, you know sensitive yeah. to light and transport Suffer light but damage also, yeah. yeah and then also too it uh it uh it captivated the the consumer because it was it was uh it was fun it was trendy it was and, fun uh, <laughs> yeah it, it was it, it popped off the shelf and um the the anna spinato prosecco is extremely uh, popular too because it's organic and vegan friendly. Right. So yeah. it's got all these all these pluses. Check, check, check for it, and the price point works, and and it's been it's been a, a great success in our market. Well, let's talk about that. It's dirt cheap. What, what is the price? <laughs> it's uh, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. value, and and uh, when I pull that bottle out, uh, people go, "Wow, look at that bottle!" And I'm thinking, "Wow, it's a wrap bottle," and they're all going crazy, but. Uh, uh, it's so it's so inviting. It's so much fun, as you say. People just jump into it. I think it it helps their appreciation of the wine. Speaking of bottles, uh, Bottega is one of the great producers of Prosecco, and they've got a very unusual bottle. Can you quickly explain the bottles that we see here? Yeah. So we we've got uh, a few different offerings from Bottega in our market. One is the Bottega Prosecco Poeti, which is their classic. Um, uh, Prosecco that uh, is sold throughout Canada and it's one of the market leaders. It's unbelievable value and it's uh, it's really smart uh, uh, and, and on, on the shelf. Oh, and then that's he beautiful. created, yeah. And then Sandro, um, Casey and Tony, he's a, 
he's a genius in, in, in my opinion. He created a, a, a series or a line called the Bottega Gold series. And he's got uh, the Bottega Gold, which is Prosecco. And then he's got the Bottega Rose Gold, which is Pinot Noir, so rosé. And then he's got the Bottega White Gold, which is Pinot Noir made um, without skin contact. So yeah. uh, a, a white sparkling Pinot Noir. And, yeah. and um, they just they command the shelf. It's, uh, it's a wonderful gift. It, it's something where people bring to dinner parties or, or to, to events, and it stands out, and people always appreciate it. But even more importantly, the bottle captivates people, but what's inside is extremely good wine, and the yeah. quality is there, and it, it always brings people back to, to purchasing it, which is fantastic. I always I run away from shiny bottles, but after I met Sandro and tasted the wine and saw what was going on, and then even the bottle itself, which is baked and, and like there's a whole big story about oh, that yeah. uh, that bottle. Uh, this is a first class project, and uh, the wine is great. So it's a it's a it's a lovely thing to put on the table. What about yeah, New Year's Eve? Any magnums? Yeah, there's magnums of the Bottega Gold, and, and they'll be in BC liquor stores and and private liquor stores throughout the province. And that's that. We just put that on the table, and people, a party starts. <laughs> you literally it does. You put that bottle there, and a party starts. Or if you know, as a, as a gift, it's a wonderful uh, item because it's it, it's uh, impressionable, and and it, it just looks it just looks classy. It just looks yeah. Classy. It does, Carmen. What's the future of Prosecco? Well, uh, there's some exciting things in Prosecco because uh, finally the uh, the Prosecco Consortium has approved Prosecco Rosé. So we're going to be seen in our market in BC, probably in the new year, February, uh, Prosecco Rosé on store shelves. And Bottega will have one, which will be extremely exciting. And it's a, it's a, new, it's a new wine that um, they can yeah, now export. <clears throat> yeah, it has its own DOC. I, I mean, for us, yeah. it's hard to understand, but the rules of Prosecco did not allow Rosé. But the Italians are not uh, crazy people. They have managed to... Uh, change those rules and get this wine made so rosé lovers uh, will have a chance to try rosé prosecco in the new year i think it's uh, it, it's going to be a big uh, a big bomb in the marketplace for sure one last yeah, question carmen yes does all prosecco come from italy all all prosecco comes from italy yes so prosecco is a protected protected name like uh, chianti would be or barolo would be so or champagne all, or champagne so all authentic or true Prosecco would come from Italy, and not just Italy. It would be coming from that specific area, so from the Veneto and parts of Furli. Okay, quick answer. Amenta D'Onofrio House, the Prosecco's open. What are you serving for a bit or a bite with the Prosecco that uh, we shouldn't miss out on? Uh, well, uh, olive, uh, crostini, um, any antipasti, Ooh. you know, uh, yeah. is, is fantastic. Salumi, uh, some mild cheeses. That <laughs> I'm in. Extremely well with. Yeah. Stop, stop, I'm in. How about prosciutto, popcorn? Prosciutto and, prosciutto and melon is fantastic. Yeah. So are hard yeah. chips or popcorn. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, because, you know why? Because it's fun. Carmen, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks so much for joining us today on the show. Uh, we wish you and your family a great Christmas and holiday season, and uh, hope you're popping some uh, magnums of prosecco as you head into uh, New Year's Eve. Well, thank you very much, Tony. Thank you, Casey. You too. All the best to you and your families this holiday season. Thanks, Carmen. See you later, man. Keep well. 
Carmen D'Onofrio, he's the managing partner at uh, Style Brands. Uh, Casey, we are out of time this week uh, for the show. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show all year long. Uh, we're pretty uh, chuffed about our new uh, spread across the province over uh, 31 different shows a week and uh, so many different markets now, 18 markets. Uh, we couldn't do it without you listening. But that's it for this year. And then we're on to, uh, we're rid of 2020 and on to 2021. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And have a great holiday season. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.